Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello, and welcome to another episode of 52 Pearls, the weekly money wisdom podcast. Melissa Freidenberg in the Gross Point office here. And today we have Alexa Kane, financial advisor with Pearl Planning in the Dexter office. Alexa is a certified financial planner and certified divorce financial analyst who joined us in the last year with over six years experience prior to coming. We're so happy that she's with us at Pearl Planning. Welcome, Alexa. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be at Pearl and excited to be on the podcast. So today, Alexa and I are going to talk about life insurance. Who needs it? What is the most affordable life insurance option, as well as some other things that we're going to address. So what do you think we should cover today when it comes to life insurance? What the process entails. And then we will actually be going into the life insurance just based on term insurance. So that's the easiest, the most affordable way to access life insurance. And that's what we're going to talk in terms of today. I think everybody's least favorite or at least kind of down low on the list of topics they want to discuss. It's not fun to think about dying. And so I think life insurance and estate planning just get pushed to the back burner and they're both really important conversations to have, but they're definitely not the the most fun to, <laughs> to right. do. Yeah. No one wants to talk about dying or their spouse or significant other dying, but it's definitely something you have to think about. And this last year has given us the opportunity to think of those options, right? With COVID as to you know what happens if. So I think a lot of people are asking about it now. So Talk a little bit about term life insurance policies, what that means versus like a whole life or um, a universal life insurance policy. So to keep it simple, it's if you don't use it, you lose it. So if you have a 20-year term and at the end of the 20 years, you're still alive, which is wonderful, you your policy just will go away. So the reason it's so much cheaper is because the company is covering you for the set period of time. So whether you base your term on when your mortgage will be paid off or when your kids are done with school, you're just covering yourself for that set amount of time. So for that term. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's less in payments every month, but you're really just offering insurance for a period of time in which you need to cover it. So I know you just mentioned a couple that brings me to my next question of (laughs) who is this for? So you mentioned covering the term of a mortgage or covering um, children until a certain age. Is that the most popular for term insurance? People say like, if you are caring for someone, you, or if someone relies on your income, you need insurance. And I think it's a little more than that because 
stay at home moms, stay at home dads, all of that. Imagine what it would cost to replace what these parents do, even if they're not working outside of the home. That's very expensive for, you know, someone to watch the kids, to clean the house, all of these things. So really the conversations are a little bit deeper, even if it's a a one income household, because there is support for that. (laughs) that Oh, definitely. So definitely if you, you know, if you're married and you, do you have a, a mortgage, what would happen if you passed away? Would your spouse be taken care of parents, you know, everything that goes in with the kids and if you had plans to pay for college or there was stuff that you're working for down the road, just making sure that the goals that you've set in place will be met. Um, Yeah. Homeowners, business owners, if you're the sole owner or if you have a couple owners of the company, what happens if you are not there? Do they need to hire someone else? Will the business continue? How costly will it be to replace what you bring to the business? So a lot of what we do day to day is based on, you know, dollars and cents. But the biggest asset all of us have is our ourselves, our human capital. If we look what we're able to bring in and provide for our families over 10 and 20 years, that's it is a lot of money that if something happened to, to me, I would want my husband and my, my son to be taken care of. And just, it's easy to do your 401k, to do the, the things where your money grows, but to think about if you weren't there, what would happen to all these goals that you're working towards? It's a, a little bit different conversation, but it's a really important one. Now you mentioned 401k and that just sparked my um, memory of certain clients I meet with when asked if they have any insurance, they say, yes, I have some through work. Now explain that um, coverage, like how that works. If I have a life insurance policy at work through my employer and I leave that employer, am I still covered? It depends on the company. So it is something you would want to check out. And the other thing to keep in mind is that sometimes the cost of the, it's called portability of taking that insurance with you can be higher than what it would be out in the the open market. So the other thing with work policies that a lot of people, uh, you know, they take what their work gives them. That's great. But usually what companies offer, it will be one or two times salary, which if you have a large mortgage or kids that are relying on you, if you're making $90,000 a year and you're, you have 90,000 in coverage, that's not going to provide a lot for your family if you were to pass away. So Right. So portability and then how much coverage. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, you know, you check the boxes and you're, you're doing the right things, but it's, (laughs) it's based on your situation. And some companies allow you to 
purchase more or else other people just go and get a, a supplemental policy to, to get them up to the level that they need. Now, I know it's different for everybody, so it's hard to give somebody an idea of the cost of term life insurance policy, of a term life insurance policy, but can you give an idea of what some of the factors that are considered when looking at a policy and how much it might cost? Yeah, and the good news is that term life insurance is very affordable relative to <laughs> other types of insurance. The big factors are your age. If you purchase it younger, it's cheaper. Um, your health, so they'll run a medical check. And then another thing they do take into account is your hobbies. So I know my husband likes to <laughs> do all the airplane diving type of hobbies that are just risky. There's a lot more <laughs> exposure yeah. to that, that risk there. So they do take those into account. Um, they also will sometimes look at the driving record. So excessive speeds, DUIs, that sort of thing. It kind of just flags more reckless behavior and increases your risk of. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Jay, uh, did skydiving a few times and he always wanted to heli ski <laughs> dropped out of a helicopter. He's a big skier, but those uh, hopes and dreams were squashed when we had kids. Cause I was yeah. like, mm, it, it Oh, you can't get insurance. Bit. Never mind. You're not doing those <laughs> things. <laughs> um, now, is there such a thing as being like overinsured or getting too much insurance? Yes. Um, and it, so if you already have a, a lot of life insurance, they will get into more in-depth questioning with why you are asking for this extra insurance. So, I mean, we do see people getting $2 million of insurance because if you're making, you know, $400,000 a year, that's really not replacing that many years of your income. Or if you have a $1.5 million house. And <laughs> it's, right. everything depends on your, your circumstance and what, what you're trying to cover. So there's a lot of different ways to calculate what your insurance needs are. Some sites say, oh, you take your current income, you times that by 10. That's the answer. Others kind of take what your your debts are and make sure your debts are covered. And then you can go into what are the expenses that would need to be covered. It's really just what you want to provide if something happened to you. So if you have kids and you're doing your planning and one of your big goals is to, to pay for their college, then that's something we'd want to make sure that we are covering if something happened to you or your spouse is your kids are, you know, three. How do we make sure that no matter what happens in the next 15 years that we're able to, to meet these goals? So 
everybody has different things that they they care about and that they want to accomplish, but it's making sure that we're not going to be going on a, a straight path to <laughs> checking every goal for retirement, but making sure that no matter what we run into, everything that that you you dreamed you would have is still there. So if it's for your spouse or your kids or making sure the business that you've worked so hard to build will continue on, even if something happened to you. So there's <laughs> lots to, to consider and it's not, nobody likes to <laughs> talk about it and figure it out, but really it, it happens all the time. So it's so important that you're taking care of the people that you care about. Yeah, and, and we see it play out every day in our job. Um, I know I have a widow client whose uh, husband passed away unexpectedly at a young age and left her in, in caring for two children. And she was planning to go back to work. She was a stay-at-home mom, but that was always part of their financial plan. And thanks to him having life insurance, she is able, especially through COVID as a single mom, you know, with the kids not in school, it has allowed her to take an income from that life insurance money so that she can stay home with the kids during COVID. And I'm so thankful that he thought of that, but those are the kind of things we just don't plan for. I mean, who plans to die in their forties? And then, you know, when your kids are young and then we don't, we think, well, you can always go back to work or, you know, I know when I was a stay-at-home mom, I thought, well, if something happens, I'll just go back to work. Then COVID happens, school's not in session childcare. I mean, all these things add up and it's just to cover you for those what ifs. I think it's such a, a great gift because if you, you know, you see it all the time when someone passes and like, just to be able to say, you don't have to, you don't have to decide anything. We have the, the death benefit that has paid out from your life insurance policy. You, you don't have to sell the house. You don't have to go back to work. You get the time to process and grieve and not, not stress about the things that you shouldn't have to be worried about when you just lost a spouse or a parent or, you know, a, a loved one of yours. You get, you get the time to focus on the grief and the dealing process. Yeah, that's a great point. Sometimes it's about the numbers and the finances, and sometimes it's just about giving you space to grieve and not have to worry about those things to get through it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the process. I know you touched on it, but for those listeners who are saying, gee, I don't think I have enough life insurance, um, one thing I want to mention is at Pearl Planning, both Alexa and I and Melissa Joy, when we're doing a financial plan, we address your life insurance needs. So that is something that we cover. Um, I know you gave a few calculations, Alexa, but if you're unsure how much you need or what you might need to protect, definitely a reason to do some financial planning. And then um, once it's determined how much coverage you would need, what is that process to get started? So the very first step is to look at quotes and there's simple questionnaires you can fill out and different companies have different criteria for what's covered. So some have 
stricter um, requirements for certain underlying conditions, things like that. So the questionnaire will help you pick which company it will give you an idea of what the cost is. And then once you've picked that policy, then there's a an application process. So you'll fill something out and <laughs> and then be contacted by the, the underwriting company. Uh, depending on the amount of life insurance that you get, there may be a in-person medical exam required. Uh, the smaller the, the death benefit, a lot of times that is just waived. It's typically once you get into bigger numbers that they're doing a little more in-depth digging to, to check how, how you're doing sense. there. Makes sense. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to take a deep dive there. And then there will be a phone interview with the insurance agent asking more questions, kind of diving into that hobbies portion. You know, are you jumping out of airplanes every day? What, what are you doing and what are what are we looking out for? Um, and they have all these calculations of where you are on their their tables. And that's where the the um, cost comes into play. So they're running calculations. What are the odds that given your age, these health criteria you provided, the hobbies you you partake in, what what do we have to charge you to, <laughs> to, to not account lose for my that money. On, <laughs> on the table? And then yeah. they will come back with the the rating and what the premium will be um, if they've decided to insure you. Sometimes things do come up and they won't offer it, but typically they'll send you what the rate is and then you will accept the policy, sign for it. You pay the premium and then you can set it up usually monthly, quarterly, or annually to pay the premiums, just depending on your situation. And then it will be in place with you until that term has run its course. So whatever you decided for how long you need that. And I guess it sounds like what you're saying is as far as like how you pick what insurance company to go with is depending on what criteria you have, one company might be more competitive over another in that rate. Is that the case? Yeah. The, with the different carriers, there's really not a, a big difference overall. So if there's no underlying conditions, healthy, it's whichever one comes back the cheapest. It's, <laughs> there's okay. not, um, not any tricks there, but certain companies, if there's, I think like asthma or just things that pop up, there are a couple companies that have different criteria and how they underwrite some of the conditions. So if whatever's the cheapest for <laughs> for it is usually a, a good bet unless uh, like if your spouse already has a policy with one of the companies, then you can, you know, kind of keep them, have one, <laughs> one diversify amount, the, the login, that sort of thing. But yeah, there's no, it's, it's all pretty much um, in line and with 
the technology the way it is, it's kind of like car insurance quotes. You can get what every company is <laughs> offering. Yeah, they're probably pretty close because they all use the same type of calculation. Yeah. And, you know, we have so much access to information that you can see very quickly, you know, why is this one more? That's, it's easy to, to weed out what, <laughs> what we don't want. And the, the process usually takes between four and eight weeks, depending on some of it is on you, how fast you are to respond to, to their requests. But if they do end up needing to pull your medical records, that does take some time. But usually it's four to eight weeks. Okay. That's good to know. So people, you know, can plan on that. Not that there's any a specific thing that they want coverage for, like a trip or something, but to give people an idea, that would be <laughs> suspicious. Um, going on a boat trip with my husband, I need term insurance beforehand. Like that might raise some red flags, but if something happens on that trip, um, just kidding. But <laughs> it's all good to know. So I guess if you're listening and you're concerned about how much insurance coverage you have, um, and you want to do some financial planning, certainly you can get a hold of us. The best way is through our website at www.pearlplan.com. And you can set up right on the website a free uh, consultation and you can go from there. Thank you so much for chatting today on 52 Pearls, the weekly money wisdom podcast. Uh, we really appreciate your time and I look forward to future recordings. We'll have to think of some more topics. Yeah, hopefully a, <laughs> a more more fun topic next time. Not <laughs> talk about death. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.